We have no choice to fulfill our constitutional responsibility. We have to take the next step. We're not making a political decision. It's not. It's a legal decision. We are not making a political decision. It's a legal decision. What do you say to his justification? The standard's pretty high. The Constitution sets forth. I, I did think it was interesting what the speaker said, and this was in the soundbite you played at the top of the, the segment with Chad, where he said there are expectations on all sides as far as what's going to happen next. And I think we should talk about why there are expectations. And I would argue that it started with Bob Mueller and the impeachment, that case that he brought against Trump, which was, which obviously resulted in nothing and really just perpetrated this Russia collusion hoax that didn't exist. And then, of course, some of these imp impeachment inquiries and trials of the former president. And I think what Bob Mueller and the Democrats did during the Trump administration was they both lowered the standards of justice, diminished the standards of justice while raising the expectations on both sides. And that created a path towards revenge politics. And I think Speaker Johnson's right in being careful and thorough because what would be really tragic is if the Republicans start engaging in the same kind of games and abuse, really, of justice that we saw occur in the Trump administration against the former president. Good morning from the oven of the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's exceptionally warm in here this it's morning. A little, it's a little bit warm. The only day of the week that it's really normal is on is on Monday. Yeah. I guess because they turn it off for the weekend or something? I don't know. We, we I haven't even to... caught a scarf. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is right. Okay. Well, you know what? It's Wednesday. What the heck? Mark, 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 Mark. What day is it, Mark? <laughs> Janet, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Hump day! I don't know if we can let any sunshine in. I just let some sunshine in on someone. <laughs> Woke them up. Thought it was their business line because I tried texting them and it comes back and says, this is a landline. Oh. So, but you know what I think happened? So how did you, it didn't bother them if it was a landline. Well, it came back, said it's a landline and we can translate for 25 cents and send it to them. And I said, no, I'm just going to call and leave a message. Uh-huh. Ends up, apparently it's forwarded to his cell phone. Oh. So a, a, a text won't forward through uh -huh. the landline, but it kept ringing and ringing and I'm waiting for it to yep. finally go Pick to. Pick up, sure. And it was, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to reach Lynn Stevens. Th yeah. there you go. I'm sorry, I have the wrong number. That's when you change your voice. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Is this Lynn? Yes. <laughs> oh, hi, Lynn. This is Mark from WIQO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the V dot revamped their website. It was going to be one of our stories. Right. So I, th I thought we talked to him because, you know, we talked to him about road condition. Yeah, he's the guy. It's another department. Oh, it's a different <laughs> <laughs> I have to reach out to those folks. Oh, my. I felt so bad. I apologized. I said, man, I'm so sorry. When's a good time to talk to you? <laughs> I said, after nine, after the show's over. Okay. I said, man, I'm so sorry. Stupid morning show people, you know, waking you up so early. Oh okay. my. He's used to he it. He was gracious. Yeah. He was gracious. He was he was exhausted. And I'm sure we're going to be talking to him at some point because of the weather. And uh but he's mm. definitely not their webmaster. I knew he wasn't their webmaster, but I figured he, you know, would right. kind of have a vibe on what's going on, but 
Mm-mm-mm. All he knows is he was still sawing logs when I interrupted his whole chainsaw apparition there with his sleep. Right. Got it. Okay. Sorry, Lynn. Well, it is Wednesday. It is. And hopefully you, you eased into your morning a, a little a little Unless easier than poor Lynn did. Uh, here's your thought of the day. Yeah. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll send this out to, to Lynn. Okay. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. <laughs> Clearly, you're supposed to get started a little bit earlier this morning. Yeah, no? Okay. Well, that, that's fine. I thought, I tried, friend. I tried to hey, spin you it showed for some you. love. I said, Rose, say something. Love you, Lynn. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> love you, buddy. But, yeah, probably doesn't care. Just wanted to <laughs> sleep. Point, right. Right. 434 <laughs> uh, is our text number. Play along with our Mind Jam well, you know trivia. What? If he grew, if he, if he grew, if he woke up, I need to wake up. If he woke up a little earlier, he could start enjoying today being National Ice Cream Day already. Mm. I can't think of a better time than 6 a.m. to start on your ice cream. I'd be okay with that. Hey, we're celebrating um, tonight. My friend Laura and I, you know, periodically we have ice cream dinners. Oh, yeah. Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Peppermint chocolate chip. Wow. I know. We're keeping it seasonal. Well, they're keeping it traditional because it is the day. Good for your heart. (laughs) You know. This is true. So it's National Ice Cream Day. Rose will be uh, celebrating that a little bit later for dinner. Uh, What country per capita, that's important, what Mm -hmm. country per capita leads the consumption of ice cream? Mm. Okay. All right. What country per capita leads in the consumption they're winning the race yeah so that's per person eating the most ice cream you have the arms race with nukes and then you have the ice cream race so not you know the most people eating it but the most most per capita per capita capita. eating it all right we'll have the answer coming up in the meantime on this day in history in 1956 the dodgers trade jackie robinson to the giants for pitcher dick littlefield for and thirty-five thousand dollars, but Robinson says no thanks. I'll retire first. Robinson retired from baseball and became a business executive. After Jackie Robinson left baseball, his fight wasn't over. I mean, he continued to fight for civil rights. He was a member of the NAACP's upper management campaign for them, campaign with Dr. King uh, to try and integrate a lot of America. Also, you know, opened up a bank in Harlem. I mean, this was a guy who this meant more to him than just his legacy as a baseball player. Yeah. Yep. And he was quite a follower of Christ, too. Even you wouldn't better. get that from the movie. He sort of scrubbed that part. Which is so sad. It's sad. It's part of because who he was. Because it's who he was. Yeah. Right. And, and helped him make every decision he made. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this day in 1975, for the very first time, Saturday Night Live uses a time delay. And why, you might ask? <laughs> Richard Pryor was the host. <laughs> it's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw it back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing. Like if I said dog, you'd say... Tree. Tree. <laughs> dog? Tree. Fast. Slow. Rain. Snow. White. Black. Bean. Pod. Negro. Whitey. Okay. White. Whitey. Yeah, Whitey. I'm sure, I right. want to say something else. Was it? Was it too? Uh, <laughs> cracker. 
Yeah, it didn't go there. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, On this day in 1989, Driving Miss Daisy, directed by Bruce Bresford and starring Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy, is released. It's the best picture of 1990. This was the first salt and pepper. No doubt about it. (laughs) For 25 years, they shared each other's lives and touched each other's hearts. Hope? Yes. You're my best friend. Morgan Freeman, Jessica Tandy, Dan Aykroyd, Driving Miss Daisy. Did you have the air condition check? I told you to have the air condition check. I don't know what for. You don't never allow me to turn it on. Hush up. <laughs> I don't know, but the guy doing that voiceover, he reached his heart. He touched hearts. Oh, he used to make a ton of money he doing this. He was the those. one run around in the limo, and then he'd collect his check at the yeah. end of the day. In the tens of thousands. They kind of went away from that. I'm not really sure why. Yeah. But yeah, he made a he made a lot of money mm. back in the day. If you had him doing your voiceover, yeah, chances are you were going to have a blockbuster. I remember. Uh, I think it was 48 Hours or somebody like Dateline did an interview on him. I think he's since passed. Mm-hmm. But they were literally riding around in the limo. He was going around. from studio to studio cutting these, and so they had him cut a a. Uh, a whoever was the interviewer, mm-hmm. they just had him do a bogus like. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, kind of Terminator right. movie. Do a promo fiction. for me. Yeah, the, and, and he did it. It was quite funny. Just could turn it on and off. He smoked a pack of cigarettes in between each. Oh, each, Lord. You know, he, he was a heavy well, smoker. Well, no wonder he's not with us anymore. Yeah, well. All right, if you got a birthday today, you share it with some famous Oh, folks. my gosh. This guy's actor, not smoking anything. No. Actor Dick Van Dyke is turning 98 years old today. God bless him. He's probably already doing his workout. Mm-hmm. You consider yourself still active as an actor? Oh, sure. Yeah. I knew I liked to perform, but I didn't know how much till this year. Yeah. I'd go on the, I'd do anything right now on the stage. (laughs) I'm looking forward to 100. George Burns made it, and I'm going to do it, too. Well, he's only Mm -hmm. a couple away now. And if he doesn't make it, my wife's going to be be terribly upset. upset. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actor Steve (laughs) Buscemi is having a birthday today. He is such a good character actor. He's been in so many things. I loved him in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, He's 66 today. This is him writing the nuclear bomb. In Armageddon. We're 150 feet, Harry! Get off the nuclear warhead. I was doing that guy from that movie, you know, Slim Pickens, where he rides it all the way in, the nuclear warhead. No. I didn't see that one, huh? Wow. He's such... He can play... And he plays a pretty mean guy in some of these... I think it's a HBO thing. It's like a mob boss or something. Boardwalk Empire. Oh, is that what that is? Okay, yeah. see, I didn't see it. Oh, I, but I good. know he played some pretty. And and tough he's characters. been and he was in Sopranos, as I recall. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Very good actor. Mm. Uh, Jamie Foxx is having a birthday today. He's kind of slowly making more and more appearances. Yeah, he had a rough go of it. He this sure year. did. Uh, he's turning fifty-six years old. Pop the cassette tape in, and we hear. Such a special day for all of us. Kenny Rogers and, of course, Ray Charles. And then, yeah. Hello. You know, Don, I, I am just so... Uh, I, please, did you even know my music? I, mean, I Really, this is very, very interesting. You know, I, I, I tell you, you, you're such a busy lady. You know, I, I'm surprised you even had time to fool around with such trivial stuff, you know. <laughs> I didn't know you read the book. I'm a fountain of trivia. <laughs> all right. I took that and made a DNA. You know, I took the DNA of that and we went through the whole script. 
and he was talking about playing Ray Charles. That was yeah, he was so good. He he really did transform himself. Yeah, in that movie, a little cassette of the Diane Shore show. Yeah, and uh, was enough. Was enough that to he get could, him going. That he could go and do that thing. Interesting. Do it well. Singer Ted Nugent also having a birthday today. He is turning seventy-four years old. Hard to believe. You know, I can accomplish all things getting drunk without getting drunk. If you want crazy and stupid and out of control, all I have to do is go crazy, stupid, and out of control. I don't I'm need, sure. I don't need any impetus. I don't need any outside influences. The great Apache chief said. God has already given you everything you need. And I believe that wildness, uninhibitedness, absolute gonzo misbehavior, whatever you need to do, is already in here. Yes, indeed. He's definitely out there. He's an interesting fellow. <laughs> he really is. He's a great patriot, too. I, I, I do some love some of his Second Amendment stuff. Right. Yeah, he's good. And he knows how to dress a deer and run a truck line. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Trot. Trot. trot yeah, trot a trot line. line. Trot line. Sorry. thought it was a truck I line. have his book, Kill It and Grill It. <laughs> oh, did you? It's okay. a good one. Is it? Okay, good. I've given it as gifts, too. Oh, well, good for you. Uh-huh. Guitarist Jeff Skunk Baxter... He's with the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan, 75 today. A little solo from Jeff. I like it. Mm -hmm. And then I like this next fella have a little personal reason that I like this fella. Uh, John Anderson, he's a country singer. If you like country music, he's turning 69 years old today. Can you put your thoughts together during the soundbite and tell us why you like him? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> but don't ask her on a straight to keep the night. She'll start thinking about him and she's ready to fight. Blames her broken heart on every man inside. Sounds like you don't want to mess with that girl. She's been hitting on the tequila. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to end well. So what's what's your story? Well, because I, I spent a summer with him. He he lived uh, very close to my aunt and, and uncle in mm-hmm. Smithville, uh, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. They catered his wedding when oh, he neat. moved in there. And uh, I was just getting started in music, and he needed a backup singer for a few months and mm-hmm. i was able to go and do that even got to open a show or two which oh, was neat. fun just a very generous very very generous man yeah. oh that's cool very humble man from florida really? originally how about that yeah he he would talk about he would tell stories about going out and frog gigging and oh yeah and yeah he loved he loved it yeah loved I, the, I had a buddy loved that, the everglades loved the, i loved all that yeah he yeah. frog gig and occasionally ran into an alligator Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he ate those too. Yeah. No problem. Hey, gator tail. And First I, time I had it, it was and great. And I think he missed it because yeah. we didn't have any of that in Tennessee, mm. but he went home a lot. Okay. All right. Our uh, our Mind Jam trivia isn't about alligator. No, it's about oh. ice cream. Yeah. It's National Ice Cream Day. It is. What country per capita leads the consumption of ice cream? Uh, what are our guesses so far? Um, America. They're guessing yeah. America. I mean, America's up there, but it's not the winner. Okay by any means 622 on this wednesday here's a lady that actually helped the economy 
in several big cities this year, Taylor Swift turning 34. You found the right, right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. The Doobie Brothers, a little bit more. Listen to Janet Mark as it said. No ice cream music? No. No ice cream song? No, no. I didn't. Really? Yeah. So unlike you. Anything food related. I, I just wanted to do another. You're usually right on it. Not that there's that well, many ice cream songs. Well, it was a little tough songs. yesterday. I was, I was working remotely, and it's just not the same. It's just not the same. I don't feel the, the pressure of the, you know, the heat of the studio on me. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Do we actually need the ice cream? Um, our, our question today was about National Ice Cream Day, which I will be celebrating later. Mm-hmm. And we ask you about the country. What country per capita leads the consumption of ice cream? We had some some good guesses. Uh, Kara said Norway. A lot of people guessed America. Okay. Uh, Candy said it's probably someplace like Iceland, maybe. Yeah. Uh, is that because of the ice cream? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where she was going there. Uh, the answer we were looking for, though, is New Zealand. New Zealand. Never would have thought. I wouldn't have either. No. But apparently, um, New Zealand leads the world in ice cream consumption uh-huh. with a per capita consumption of 28.4 liters per year. Wow. It's also known for its high standard of dairy products. Dairy product manufacturers in New Zealand adhere to strict hygiene and quality standards hmm. and benefit from training programs the manufacturers are highly innovative and try to create a edge for themselves in the market the staff competition uh, that the stiff competition has led to the creation of flavors such as hokey pokey the second most popular flavor in the nation after vanilla okay i'll be looking that up to see what flavor that is uh <laughs> u.s came in after that, uh, Australia, Finland, also very um, popular. Sweden. Interesting. Yeah. United Kingdom came in at number 10. Okay. Italy was nine. I'm a little surprised because yeah. of their gelato, gelato thing yeah. that they have going on. Mm, yeah, it's, it's even going on over here a little bit. I know. You uh, you get us started on headlines. I'm going to find out what hokey pokey ice cream is. Sounds like a plan to me. Only the big stories for me. <laughs> Well, Biden reaches in his back pocket yesterday, giving President Vladimir Zelensky $200 million during his visit to the Capitol. Look, I know, I know, you know, Congress is all gummed up because of those damn Republicans. Well, I got $200 million in the back pocket. I know you originally gave it to me through my son, but now I'm giving it back. So consider it uh, debt paid. So there you go. They're having a big to-do about whether... Zelensky is going to get more money for... And, you know, here's the thing. I was listening to an interview on the way in. Maybe we'll get to some of it. Johnson, the uh, Speaker of the House, Republican, said, look, you know, we want to have more accountability with the billions that we're giving them. Is there something wrong with that, Janet? 
that just seems like good business. Apparently, it's it's mean. Oh, it's mean. It's mean to, to ask question where, where the... you're building billions that I'm giving you. Actually, you're giving it because we're paying your bill. That sounds bill. like something a child would say. Right. We're well, going. I know. Into... I know you bought this car for me, and I know you feed me, and you give me a roof over my head, and you give me my allowance and everything. But it's so rude for you to ask me where I'm going, <laughs> or who I'm hanging out with. Oh, so rude. <laughs> well, Wah. Yeah. Well, that's me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well. Two years and hundreds of billions of dollars later. Yeah, yeah not good. Not good. A uh, story you're going to be hearing about a lot today uh, is out of Amherst County where students who ate gummies from uh, a fentanyl-positive plastic bag yeah. uh, were, that bag were taken to the... Yeah, and the thing about it is I don't think the gummies were laced necessarily, right. but they were in a bag that was laced, Yes, which is very odd yeah well somebody mixing their their drugs you know and yeah, all. leaving it around for their kids to fill up with gummies i mean is just, that how it happened i don't I, know i don't know but we need to they find were just out. sam's gummies apparently who owns that bag and how yeah. in the world did fentanyl because they say it only takes a little bit right to right. you know to well fortunately the children you. are okay but yeah but boy is that like a a warning call that's a wake-up call no doubt sure Good Lord. Absolutely. Well, Claudine Gay of um, Harvard fame, a plagiarist, president of Harvard, has been given the nod to stick around. They are saying her job is secure, mm-hmm. even after some things have come out about the plagiarism for her doctorate degree. By the way, if you plagiarize at Harvard, yeah, you can be expelled. But if really? you're president and you plagiarize, you're okay. Well, you just have to, you know back off and wait 20 years and then right. then run and hope everybody forgets about that yeah true yeah currently 44 degrees in lynchburg 40 in amherst 29 in danville and 35 in roanoke hmm so you have that breaking news story on the uh, the hokey pokey ice cream yes <laughs> i did find out what the hokey pokey ice cream okay was it's it's vanilla it, it comes in second only behind vanilla and and it's got honeycomb toffee in it. Hmm. I don't I don't really get it, and that doesn't make me want to run out and try it. But <laughs> it's an interesting. It looks good. Yeah. It looks good. It must be good. Yeah. If if it's their you know if it's their go to, but yeah, that's what hokey pokey ice cream is. Now you know. And you can make it now that you have this ice cream maker, right? I do. You could actually test. I can make anything. I made apple pie ice cream. Yeah. That they're still talking about from yeah. Thanksgiving. Holy cow. Yeah. So that looks like a cava, you know, reappearance at Christmas, maybe? Oh, that's already been requested. Okay. My problem is getting them narrowed down. Mm. We got to narrow you down into a flavor. Yeah. And and Josh, Bailey's boyfriend, is like, why do we have to limit ourselves? It's Christmas. <laughs> so I may have more than one working. I may have to, like, nix one of my desserts and put in another ice cream. Hmm. I don't know. You you give them what they want. Yeah, I know. You know, you know your audience and you give them. I had I had Christmas cheesecake, tiramisu and ice cream. Mm. I thought that was a nice lineup. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it. kind of staying in the in the whole Italian Mm kind of realm. Yeah. Uh, Well, I think I think the tiramisu may have to go. Yeah. Wow. Getting bumped. I know it could get bumped (laughs) if they want two ice creams. I'm not doing four desserts. Right. 
that's excessive even for me. <laughs> so, oh well, let's not go there. Well, cue up Lido Shuffle, and that's what happens usually at the end of the football season. Coaches moving around even before their teams play in bowl games, which is wrong. <laughs> you should be able to have to coach Stick. your team all the way through the bowl season, and then you go to your new new Dance gig with the one that brought you. Yes. It's, I think it's wrong, and the NCAA needs to change. If so you is change that a it, consistent thing? Do they, it, do they always do that? It happens all the time. Hmm. You know, I mean, right before Liberty's last football game, senior day, right before they go out, news breaks that Hugh Freeze is gone. So they don't really play that well in their last game, and they don't have their coach for the bowl game. You know, I mean, that could go horribly wrong if you think about it. I mean, that that would be like, we're going to pay you $25,000, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, only the day before we're going to sub in, I don't know, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that could happen. Anything, yes. <laughs> anything could happen. But I mean, if you've got this great coach yeah, and, yeah, you're, sure. and you're playing great, you're firing all soldiers, and then it's yeah. like, you get, so, I don't know, it just feels like it could go wrong. It, 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 it does. I mean, I, not Pee Wee Herman wrong, I th- but you know what I'm saying. No, I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. and I think, you know, a lot of times the assistant coach will coach them through the, the bowl game or whatever, but I just think it's wrong that they can leave ahead of time. All this stuff ought to happen right after the, the last bowl game. And yeah, well, but they have to start recruiting four weeks earlier. No, if you make everybody recruit at the same time, then everybody playing on the you know, equal field or whatever. Anyways, the Lido shuffle happened. Teams are losing coaches. We lost uh, our JMU coach to Indiana. Well, when Bob Chesney finally checked his phone this morning, the other day, he saw 400 texts and 40 voicemails waiting for him. And he knew what that meant, (laughs) that the world cared about JMU football, said the new head coach of James Madison. He is the new coach, Bob Chesney. We wish him luck. They had an amazing season this year. Look, Freeze, Freeze leaving Liberty. I know didn't it, hurt didn't, them it, this it didn't. Year. It didn't hurt them. I, I agree. I guess you could have that argument. You know. I just think it's bad for the players, especially those seniors. You know that, that that last couple of games, especially if you're going to a bowl game, I think the coach ought to be. You there, know, it's hard it's to me. know what the dynamics are. Yeah. The and I know personally, there have been some situations where they might be glad to see somebody walking out the door you know Uh, so there's a lot of dynamics at play for sure let's just say if ed lane for example and trey lyle our sports guys from cbs sports is in the same building that we're in they're probably yelling at the phone you don't understand squat about recruitment lamb shut up (laughs) okay and you know and you know what i say to that Yep, that's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations. They they do have an eleven and one season, and they're going into a bowl game, so they could literally be, uh, 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 you know, twelve and one, and and end of a great season. Hopefully, this new coach will be able to grab a hold of what's there already, much like um, you know Jamie Chadwell did with us, bringing in some new recruits through the portal for Liberty. We'll see what happens. I'd love to see Liberty play JMU in in the schedules uh, in the future. Well, uh, on Monday, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin mm-hmm. touted Virginia's job record, saying that we just hit a 12-year high in workforce participation. They have uh, 230,000 more people working today than when we started. 
and we started a bottom third for job growth. And over the last 22 months, we've moved to number three in the nation in job growth. But Yunkin also gave a warning during his remarks. He says he thinks there's a real possibility of uh, recession next year. The governor pointed to what's happening internationally with the war in Israel and Gaza, the war in Ukraine, tensions between China and Taiwan, U.S. border security, inflation, and high interest rates. Those factors all suggest to me that we do have risk of a recession, but I hope we don't have one. Uh, I'm going to make sure that we're prepared, and if we don't have one, Virginia's will be that much more better off. Democratic State Senator uh, Jeremy McPike said he is also being cautious. I think we share the same caution on which way the economy may go. Right now, the employment numbers are pretty good. Mm. Uh, he says that they're both looking to tackle the issues of child care uh, access in the upcoming legislative session so more Virginians have an opportunity to get to work. That's the number one barrier for a lot of families. We see it time and time and again mm. in uh, any surveys that we put out. Okay. Fire officials uh, in Bedford are, are, are cautiously optimistic, but they, they want us to still pay attention. Fire officials are noting uh, a sound of caution. Fire Marshal George, uh, Leo George III, is stressing the importance of fire safety in preventing incidents that can lead to property damage and even endanger lives. He said there is a need for vigilance to curb the risk of fire incidents because of leaf accumulation during the fall seasons, and it creates a higher risk for fire potential spreading rapidly. The Bedford County uh, fire officials advice comes as a proactive measure to encourage responsible fire management practices, ensuring the safety of residents and protecting properties. Of course, they had that huge, huge fire that burned thousands of acres um, just, you know, coming to a close here because we got a good rain. Right. And even with that hard rain that we got, Janet, that only got it to about a 92, 93 percent containment. And then finally they got it fully contained. So just be careful out there. And I, you know, like I always say, you know, when I'm pointing the finger at you, I have six pointing back because I live too close to the nuclear power plant. Anyway, um, I I say that to myself as well. Um, That's that's a joke. Because you're a a burner. I am a burner. I burn with a barrel. You're a barrel burner. And I have a, a grid that goes on top. And then when I'm not, and I've got a lid that actually fits perfectly on my 55 gallon drum if i need to walk away from it i can snuff it out with the with the lid yeah you just got to be super careful doing anything like that Mm -hmm. that's for sure folks in danville are honoring those who paved the way for equality and justice they held a ceremony to dedicate plaques to two historical sites in danville the green book was a travel guide that helped African Americans navigate safely through the segregation era. Uh, during that time, it was unsafe for African Americans to travel, not knowing if they would encounter sundown towns or discrimination. The unveiling helps make sure the sites are never forgotten. Virginia Humanities Program Associate Carice Brimmer says this will educate the public about how many survival tactics created by black people during the segregation area, and it's important to preserve those sites. They also tell a further story, a more inclusive narrative of what happened in this country, and so it's very important to preserve those sites, the places that mean a lot to us and tell our story. Grassley Library was a library for uh, black patrons when they weren't allowed 
in the main ones during the 1950s. Right next door sits the Yancey House, which was a lodging place for black people during segregation. Yancey House is now home to the Danville chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Having this house and this history gives us a chance to just begin to build on our history and ensure a legacy for our young people. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty fascinating to to know how they how they maneuvered mm-hmm. uh, during that time, and it, it was it was pretty well, not a proud time for America for sure. One of the things that you you told us after one of your second stages about the the um, the songs or something that they used to sing. Um, oh, the map songs. The map songs. You, mm-hmm. you you shared that on the air, and I was like, "Wow, that is so cool." Yeah, they had they literally had map songs to tell them when it was safe to leave, mm-hmm. to to get them on the right path, mm-hmm. where it would be safe to stop. Right. Um, very ingenious. Yeah. And effective. Yeah, effective. Uh, Harriet Tubman had songs that she would sing mm-hmm. to kind of let them know right. they were there yeah. they were around mm. um yeah it's fascinating stuff very very resourceful and mm-hmm. ingenious really yeah. yeah so well we would love to hear from you if you're you know struggling with what to buy that special someone or maybe that not so special someone uh <laughs> a gift uh you know some we, people are so hard to buy for yeah yeah it is it I is mean, difficult. who do you think it's early enough, I think. Who Who is the hardest person on your list to buy for? That you're just, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You go back and forth and back and forth. Me. You're you're the hardest person to buy for? Yeah, for me. I mean, what am I going to get myself this year? <laughs> what am I going to get me? <laughs> I'm such a great guy. That's I, not what I mean. No, I, I think... Um, Maybe it's those people that are in your life that are special, but you don't get to see them that often. Right. And you you know you want to get them something, so you know you're just like I don't know what you know what they what they need, what they want. I swear, I think I think when that's why Santa's list is important. That, that twelve, thirteen year old age range, I just think yeah. that's all but yeah. impossible. The the way trends come and go so quickly oh, yeah. now, you know, you, like you have no clue what's. Like, hot or what i found all those you know spinner things at the flea market but they're like not popular anymore popular so (laughs) what do i do with those i mean geez yeah i can only balance so many of them on my fingers well and you don't (laughs) want to give people just stuff yeah more stuff i think experiences are important yeah. You know, like taking them to a concert or say, you know what, I, get, I got you a, a gift card to King's or, Dominion or, or something. Or go out and have dinner or yeah. go out and do something with them. Sure. Or, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some more uh, uh, last minute gift buying tips in uh, at some point. I know right now I we have found, go to break. But. Yeah, we do. And and we're we're going to celebrate a PC Christmas or a woke Christmas oh. uh, for you going into break. I found <laughs> this website of, you know, all those things that pop up on Facebook. That it's questionable whether they're real products or not. Sure. I found like the top 25 of those. Oh. That, like, you know, I don't even want to say because I don't want to get it wrong. We'll do this coming out of the break. But in the meantime, at 648, it's a PC Christmas just for you on the Morning Jam. It's the brand new PC Holiday CD featuring all of your favorites like Frosty the Snow Person. A postal representative is coming to town and... It's beginning to look a lot like... 
winter. That's right. It's all of your favorite winter solstice classics. Like, I'm dreaming of a colorblind, gender-neutral, animal-loving, accepting-of-all-cultures holiday. And... Oh, come. You. Oh, come. You. To. Los Angeles. Plus, you'll get Hark! The people over there sing! Deck the halls with inoffensive material. And who could forget the kids' favorite? Alvin! Okay! Holiday. Holiday. It's all right here for only $19.95. <laughs> Order now and get the PC General Birth Recreation Set, formerly called the Nativity Set, featuring Josephine, the Virgin Larry, the Three Wise People, Chin Ho, Takesha, and Herb Stein. And of course, the Baby Jesus. It's the PC Holiday CD. Is a great time of year. Call now. We do not discriminate against any nation's currency or type of credit card. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Sometimes naughty, sometimes nice. Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The Morning Jam. Got a traffic report after that PC Christmas one. One guy almost ran off the road. That's right. <laughs> I think he did okay until they got to the Virgin Larry. That one, like, put him over the edge. You know what? That, that's what we're talking about, though. When things like that are so ridiculous, right. you it deserves to be yeah, made fun of. Right. Sure. I mean, you, you Unlike have... whatever that was SNL was doing last oh week. My I, gosh, I don't know was... what that was. That was terrible. It was not funny. She was so uh, over the top and angry that they portrayed the Republican as a bumming at the mouth idiot. But, and, but none of it was funny. Even right. even the most prolific mm-hmm. comedy writer yeah. would have struggled with that topic because mm-hmm. in finding humor with it. Right. Because it's so stupid. Yes. Exactly. You know, but not in a, a but stupid in a way of you know, people are dying. Right. You know, being threatened. Yep. And uh, anyway, I'm with so you, girl. So it goes. So I'm it with goes. You, girl. All Look right. Out. Our uh, our text number is four three four two four eight zero seven zero four. Lots of listeners sending in ideas on what we can get you for Christmas, but we're broke, so that's probably not <laughs> going to happen. Dale, <laughs> I'm easy money. Is it a white chocolate maker? Don't <laughs> get <Yeah>, really. <laughs> Oh, Dell, you'll be interested to know when researching my recipes for tonight, mm-hmm. had some white chocolate try to slip into one of my peppermint ice cream. Oh. Yeah. I scrolled right by that one, <laughs> just so you know. Strolled uh, right by it. So, um, oh, this is this is the wrong one. Sorry. Uh, where did my right, article so go? Let's, I want to talk a little bit about, about this, uh, the situation at Amherst Elementary okay. School. This thing is really upsetting it is upsetting and and it's kind of upsetting as to how it was handled some of the parents are upset about Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. um some students were sent to the hospital after eating gummies from a plastic bag that authorities say tested positive for fentanyl Mm -hmm. tuesday afternoon amherst county public schools sent a release stating that seven students had some type of allergic reaction mm-hmm. to something they ate at school. That's how they had worded it. Okay. 
Uh, on It reads, on Tuesday, September 12th, Central Elementary School, seven students experienced an allergic reaction to something they ingested at school. Additionally, school administration notified the families of the affected students. Of the seven, five sought medical treatment, two were transported by Amherst County EMS, and three students transported by their parents. Um, at 6.30, they sent out another release stating that after a field test from the Amherst County Sheriff's Office, seven students um, ate gummies from a plastic that the Sheriff's Office had tested positive for fentanyl. Um, a mother put a post on Facebook, a mother of one of the students, mm-hmm. uh, Krista, Christina Wright, said uh, that her son Hayden was home. All the tests came back normal. No traces of fentanyl, thank God. Uh, WSCT reached out to me. I decided to interview with them to share my concern about how quickly this could have gone badly. Mm. I do want to say ACPS did not do anything wrong as soon as they were notified. I was called and made aware. They took the ultimate precautions and had EMTs at the school as soon as I arrived. Um, She said that Hayden had taken 10 gummies out i mean that could have gone really really Mm, wrong mm, yes uh some of them became sleepy and nauseous and that's when parents were called and then when they field tested they found it uh her thing is parents reach out to your children let them know to not accept anything from anyone yeah it could be life-threatening yeah he's fine his vitals are good still waiting waiting on some uh, lab work to come back. This is what angers me about the border. That, that, yeah. that this stuff is just coming over the border like crazy. Like people. 12,000 people in one day last week right. came over the border. Yeah. And bringing whatever they bring with them. Some bring disease because they're coming from undeveloped countries that they haven't had the you know, the blessing of being able to fight off some of these things through vaccines and that kind of thing when you're a child they don't i mean and i don't want them to rot in their own country that's not the problem the point the point is we can't handle it we just can't you know talk Mm -hmm. to the mayor of new york or some of these big cities that are just crying foul 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 after they said come 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 (laughs) because we're a you know we're a sanctuary city we're a sanctuary state well you know it's not uncommon when my kids were in school i would put little i would buy they loved gummies i would buy yeah, gummies yeah. in bulk and i would put little them in little gummy bears and little and, snack yeah snack bags or worms yeah, or whatever sure. um but now i'd be afraid to even do that yeah it's almost like you have to buy the individually sealed up mm-hmm. everything yeah um you, yeah you just need to teach your kids not to take anything from anybody yeah because you just don't know you just don't know you're um, right how hopefully they'll be able to track down where that baggie came from absolutely um but i don't well, know i mean if they've got it they can print it you know now unless somebody's prints are in the system but mm-hmm. you know what ask parents to come forth and and say look you know we need to find out of course the ones that don't want to because of civil rights and all that kind of stuff i get all that but we're talking about kids well, some of the parents were upset because they, they and they showed screenshots of what went out from the school, mm-hmm. um, saying seven students experienced an allergic reaction from something they ingested at school. Uh, school administration immediately notified emergency services. 
uh, notified the families of the affected students uh, in cooperation with the public safety. Uh, we will provide an update as soon as we have more information. Uh, the safety and well-being is our top priority. Some some folks didn't think they were as transparent as they should have been. They were probably trying to avoid a panic yes, in that it sure. seemed like the kids yeah. were okay. Yeah, because, you know, you jump in your car, you drive like a crazy person, you yeah. get in an accident. Yeah, you don't want, like, you know, 100 parents right. doing that all at the same time. Sure. Um, but, of course, wanting them to be transparent is... yeah natural yeah sure I think. sure it's it's a it's a truly a balancing act mm-hmm. so, yeah. hey i found my my uh my website 23 hottest cool gadgets that are going to sell out this december okay we'll talk about that in the uh, and, the and i'm going to talk about the hard to buy for person on You're your list to the-